0: Vaccine passports are seen as one way for many of us to get back to our normal lives, particularly when it comes to travel. There's been a lot of controversy about the topic. So what exactly do they do? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Here to break it down for us is CNET Features Editor and Travel Aficionado, Kent Sherman. Welcome, Kent. Hi, thank you. So what exactly are vaccine passports?
1: Well, uh, the idea is that it would be a form of documentation, likely digital, that would uh, prove that you have the necessary vaccination against COVID-19. So it would be a step beyond the little card that we're all getting when we get vaccinated. Uh, This would be something that would be likely live in an app on your phone.
0: Got it. And this seems like it makes a lot of sense, um, but there's been a lot of controversy about vaccine passports, uh, a lot of back and forth. Can you kind of get into that and just why there's been concerns about them and our opposition against vaccine passports?
1: Sure. So you know, the idea is, one reason there's a lot of controversy behind the idea is that it hasn't really been defined where we would use one, how would you how would you use it, and what would be acceptable. Because uh, there are a lot of ideas floating around. I mean, you know, we're talking about this globally, not just here in the US. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think it makes the, whether they're really where the idea really originated was for travel. So vaccine passport, the idea of proving you're vaccinated is not a new idea to travel. You know, we've been doing it for yellow fever for a long time, um, for uh, pol- polio, a couple other diseases. So th- th- this is something that the World Health Organization puts out, it's called a yellow card. Um, but the, so, so that's not new, but the idea is that this, that for COVID it'd be on a much, much, much bigger scale than ever before. Cause right now only a few countries have ask you to prove a yellow fever vaccination. What's getting really controversial is for use in more of a domestic or everyday setting. So this would be, gee, you're going to a restaurant, you're gonna go see a theater performance, you're going to a sporting event. That's something that has not happened before. So the ideas are getting conflated when they really shouldn't be.
0: Got it. So, the, the I noticed, yes, uh, the term vaccine passport has been used quite ubiquitously and there's a big difference between, say, international travel and, you know, whether or not you can go to the gym or the health club. And, and that, I think, at least in the U.S., that's where a lot of the confusion and concern stems. I'm curious where vaccine passports are actually being put into place. Are there government agencies or governments or countries that are moving forward with vaccine passports?
1: Yeah, uh, Israel really started off with it. You know, Israel has uh, one of the world's best, best vaccination rates. And so they started off and I think it's called a green pass, if I remember correctly. Uh, but this is something that allows you to uh, get into uh, you know, theaters, synagogues, you know, events where there's be- or spaces where there's basically a lot of people crowded together inside, you know, things that you haven't been able to do before. So this allows you to just get in there if you have this card. Um, there are a lot of other places that are talking about it. The EU has moved pretty far along on having, I think, in theirs is called a Green Card as well, um, to allowing uh, right now EU residents and EU citizens to be able to skip quarantine retirement uh, requirements. Excuse me, as they travel around within the block, uh, but it's not being used. And, and you know, there's New York State has rolled out its Excelsior Pass, but. The thing with the which allows you to get, I think uh Madison Square Garden is is allowing it, but they're also allowing you to prove a negative COVID test as well. So it isn't just it isn't just vaccination, it's a number of things. And without any government mandate from New York State, and you're not gonna get that or in the US in general. There's nowhere where it's going to be. It, it really inhibits it really taking off as a thing.
0: Yeah, I guess the, that would be the concern for me because I read uh, I read in your story that you know Estonia is trying something, France is trying something, but they're not all universal, right? There there isn't necessarily a uh, a common agreed framework for how a vaccine passport would work, especially digitally. Uh, I don't know if we could talk about that and issues about. I guess compatibility across different countries or, or different regions.
1: That, I mean, the, the standardization is going to be a big issue because there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of organizations and companies developing the idea of vaccine passports. Uh, you know, IBM is doing it. Um, the organization that represents the world airlines is doing it, and, and that's all fine. But you know, at some point, we're going to have to say, "Well, what uh, what apps are, are applicable here? What apps will be allowed?" And then um, what are what vaccinations are going to be allowed too? Because right now the EU is 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 saying, well, we're not uh, Russia's uh, it's Sputnik vaccine, I think it's called, and I, I don't remember what the one from China is called, but uh, there those aren't going to be allowed. But you know, Pfizer, Moderna, these are. So if you travel around and I have a vaccine, and then I try to go to one country, and well, it's not out allowed. Or and then if I try to go over here, and it's like, so that that's going to be a, that could be a big big a bit messy. Um, but when you have something like the size of the EU and if they agree to something and you know, yesterday we just saw um, or just uh, France, you know, French President Macron said that uh, the heat France would ease restrictions on vaccinating Americans. You know, right now, Americans can't go to the EU um, that would allow them to come over and um, be tourists again. So in, in that sense, it, it is going to happen there. Um, but a stand, standardization, that's something uh, they will have to figure out because it could just be messy.
0: Right. And the, the other concern I've heard is the risk of, I guess, discrimination against folks who don't have this vaccine passport. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and what the issue is around that area?
1: Yeah, that, that's, that, that's true. Um, so uh, it depends on, you know, is there is the issue of discrimination as far as uh, if, if, if you're allowing only vaccinated people to do a certain thing, well, then people who can't get vaccinated. Either they're young, or they're just not on the list yet, or they are from a country, a developing country where vaccines aren't available, or but even a country like, you know, Australia, which has been really good about keeping COVID down through border controls. Uh, their prime minister said last week that uh, they might get everyone till vaccinated until the end of the year. So, you know, even in developed countries, you're having, pro- you're having issues where people may not be vaccinated as far along as other places. So that could be discriminatory, of course, Um, you know, with travel and cruises, I mean, that's an interesting line to walk because um, if yeah you know, if you can't travel to a certain place that's one thing but if you certainly can't go to do a life sustaining activity like a grocery store or you know something at home that's of course is a much bigger problem I mean nobody's really pushing for that at all I mean there are fears about that but no one's demanding that so it, I think it depends on what we're talking about um, if because France you know if France does this they're and you're not vaccinated they're not going to care. I mean, they're going to say vaccinated or don't come, especially a cruise line too. Um, other places, though, it, it is a bigger problem. Yeah,
0: and yeah, you mentioned cruise lines. Uh, what about airlines and other private businesses? Do you see them putting in place their own, I guess, vaccine passport policy, or would they, I guess, piggyback off of one of the country ones? Like, how do you sort of see that rolling out? Well, I
1: think with international flights, you are going to see it. I don't think you'll see it here domestically in the U.S. because uh, mm. it just it just wouldn't. Use a pun, it wouldn't fly. Um, but with, uh, with, with Qantas has said that they will, and that makes a lot of sense given given Australia's success in suppressing the pandemic. But one thing you have to remember too is that uh, if if a country or a group of countries like the EU does save act, does require vaccination, any airline flying people to that place, they're going to have to enforce that because if they deliver somebody, if they fly somebody to a place, and this is true for anything, like if an airline flies somebody to, without the proper passport or visa, they have to fly that person home um, or back on their own account, on their own funds and get fined for it. So an airline was going to have to do it if they if a country says so. But I think you are like you are probably going to see it um, in, in a couple of cases with international airlines because they're just going to want to protect their crews. They're going to want to protect, um, you know, fellow passengers that uh, yeah, here at home or here in the U.S. Uh, don't see it happening.
0: Right, and I know it's it's obviously very politically contentious here in the U.S. Do you see, do you see usage of uh, vaccine passports or something uh, with smaller businesses or with maybe employers? Like, is there? I'm just trying to get a sense of what that's going to look like over the next six months and whether or not some sort of vaccine vaccine verification system will be put in place. Maybe not nationwide or even statewide, but for specific businesses or specific venues is that is that a thing we're going to see? I think you could. I mean, I think it's going to happen in areas that are
1: you know areas of the country that are going to be built to their use and you know where people where countries where people are more wearing more masks, where vaccination rates up, and where people have more complied with some of these regu- you know some of the lockdown restrictions. Uh, I, I think what what you're more likely to see is is I, you know, private businesses like your random restaurant, and you're uh, probably not because if they do, there's going to be a restaurant down the road that probably doesn't. And you know, customers are going to adjust. They're going to say, "Well, I don't want to go there because they're requiring this." So I think with large events like I mentioned, Madison Square Garden, you know, one thing they're doing is they're saying you it's a it's a negative COVID test or it, uh, you know within the last three days or whatever it is, or it's a uh, or it's a vaccination. So I think allowing both would probably. That will probably be the thing if you're going to see it, or they're going to say, Yeah, the, the Miami Heat did this. They allowed a section for uh, vaccinated fans where they're a little closer together. And um, I, I don't know where this section is in the floor of the court, but but um, we, we, they're a little closer together, and so and they will have to allow um, they will have to allow accommodation for people that just don't have a vaccination or can't get one, or or for whatever reason, you know, like maybe a restaurant, it's like outdoor seating for them or indoor seating for vaccinated people. I mean, you're just going to, it's going to be a fine line, um, but I don't think you'll see it widespread here. I mean, I think bigger business conferences like CES, that's maybe you might see something like that um, because uh, that's a lot of people in an enclosed space for a long time. Um, but then they'd have to say if you're not vaccinated, well, here's a virtual option or something like that. You
0: know, Right. Right. Yeah. It's interesting to note Mobile World Congress, the, the event that takes place in Barcelona, that's, that's wireless centric, usually happens every year, was canceled last year. We'll, we'll have a physical event this summer. Uh, interestingly, they're not requiring vaccinations, uh, although they are doing rigorous tests. But uh, there's been a lot of conversation or discussion about whether or not folks actually want to go. Uh, Kent, thank you for your time. This is a fascinating topic, and we'll see what, how this all evolves. You can check out his full explainer on vaccine passports on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.